0: You are Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to the Fantasy Football 24-7 Podcast. Fantasy football all day, every day. Welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 Podcast. It's Tuesday, November 20th. Derek and Ethan here from Fantasy Football 24-7. You can find me on Twitter at ffb. Head over to the main page, fantasy football 247 on Twitter at FFB underscore 247. You can find my dude, my man Ethan on Twitter at e underscore PT. On today's show, we are recapping the Monday night action, which, oh my gosh, it feels like 4th of July came early with all of these fireworks, man. And then we are going to get through the first injury update of the week and wrap it all up with our waiver wire gems. Ethan, what is up, man?
0: Oh man, not much. Just an absolutely wild Monday night football game. I'm still just, I feel like I'm up on a high trying to come down right now. I mean, it was just wild all around.
1: Oh, it's crazy, man. I mean, you're looking at a game that was the third highest scoring game in NFL history, which the other two games above that were only scored like, what, 113, 106 combined And between these two games, I mean, these two teams, they put up 105. I mean, good gosh, man. This is the first game, uh, according to uh, Elias Sports Bureau per, what, Adam Schefter, that no team in the NFL has scored 50 points in a game and lost. Oh, kiss that goodbye, dude. Because it definitely, like, this game was, we heard about all of this coming into this matchup being a legendary game and just one for the record books. And it did not disappoint. Ethan, what did you see on the Rams side of the ball?
0: I mean, where do you even start with this game, dude? Honestly, I mean, it felt like Oprah Winfrey just like screaming, you get a touchdown, (laughs) you get a touchdown. Everybody is getting a touchdown. Perhaps the craziest thing for me about this game was that on paper, you look at a 54-51 game and you go, well, obviously there wasn't any defense being played. And you'd be wrong. Two Mm -hmm. defensive touchdowns for the Rams tonight. Aaron Donald, two strip sacks. He was essentially unblockable. The Rams' defense forced five turnovers, including two picks to end the game. But that doesn't even encompass the fantasy impact of this game. I mean, there was plenty to go around. Jared Goff, he went nuclear, 413 yards, had four touchdowns, no interceptions. He even added a little six-yard rushing touchdown for the ladies just for good measure. (laughs) The only downside to his game at this point was that he did lose two fumbles, still finishes the week as QB2 behind the legend that is Patrick Mahomes, which I'm sure you're going to get into, but, I mean, Goff was just playing out of his mind tonight. Really, honestly, the only downside and perhaps the most surprising aspect of this game from a fantasy perspective was just Todd Gurley really didn't have a huge night. I mean, by his standards, he only ran for 55 yards. He caught three passes for 39 yards. I mean, just... Really not a huge game from him in a game when pretty much everybody and their mother wanted to score in this one. So just not what you're expecting for in a game from Todd Gurley. just surprising that he didn't have a bigger day given all of the points that were scored. I mean, the wide receivers, they had a day. Brandon Cooks led the team 12 targets, 8 receptions, 107 yards. Was not able to haul in two huge throws that could have pushed his game even further into the stratosphere. Josh Reynolds, he filled in nicely for Cooper Cup. He had six receptions, 80 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, you told the listeners last week that they needed to go pick up this dude. And sure enough, he comes out. He delivers in that Cooper Cup role. Robert Woods, he had a quite a few targets. I think he had 12 as well, but only turned him into four receptions, 72 yards, and a touchdown. I say only. Like, that isn't a huge week by itself. I mean, heck, even the tight ends are getting involved here. Tyler Higby had six catches for 63 yards. Gerald Everett had three catches for 49 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, basically, everyone scored points. You start all of these guys. This game was everything that you wanted in fantasy. But that's only half the story, man. Debro, tell me about that Chiefs team.
1: Oh, man, Willie and I talked about this yesterday. It was just start all the dudes up and down this Chiefs roster. Oh, my gosh, Patrick Mahomes just went legend in this one. 478, six, six six-pack, six-pack of touchdowns. I know the three picks, one of those, he got his arm hit late in the game. Peters picks him off and then run, strolls around the field like he owns the place. Lord knows that the linebacker is the one that really made the play on that one. But Patrick Mahomes is a guy that probably won a lot of people fantasy weeks this week. As far as Kareem Hunt, for a team that put up 51 points, I mean, look, you talked about Gurley. The running backs in this one, I mean, it was all passing all day. Kareem Hunt still had a good game in this one, but not exactly what you're expecting from a team that put up 51 points with uh, Hunt having 70 on the ground, another 41 in the air, only one touchdown. And I say only because if you look at his teammates, Mahomes was getting the ball to them religiously. I mean, Tyreek Hill, I talked about him having a smash game and he did not disappoint 10 catches, 215, two touchdowns, had a long one for 73 yards. Travis Kelsey also, 10 catches, 127, and a touchdown, came up with a huge play on fourth down. He was the apple of Patrick Mahomes' eye on that to extend their drive. And the man of the hour that I got to get up in here because I talked about him with Willie, if you worried about Sammy Watkins, I told you, I thought Chris Conley was a guy that you had to pick up, and a lot of people probably didn't do it because they saw Sammy was active, but he played up in this one, seven for 74, and had two touchdowns himself on eight targets. you got to love the Chiefs' rest of the season. This offense, both of these offenses in this game, I mean, there's just no way to stop them. It's insane every single week. Any other takeaways out of this one, Ethan, before we move on?
0: Yeah, man. I mean, it's just, this game is just absolutely wild. I mean, if you didn't get a chance to see it, t- take some time out of your day, go watch this game, just soak it in, enjoy what it was, because it really doesn't get much better than this. You can't You can't ask for a better game than what you saw tonight. Overall, man, you can't be disappointed with this game from any, any aspect of fantasy. Most likely, if you had one of these guys, you are absolutely going home happy unless you're playing someone else from this game, because... I mean, they were just, they were points scored all over the place.
1: Absolutely, man. Well, look, before we move on to your first injury update of the week, do not forget to get entered to win our signed Earl Campbell Hall of Fame Edition jersey. All you have to do is rate reviews on iTunes. Be sure to leave your Twitter handle or your email on that review so we can get in touch with you if you're chosen as the winner. All right, man. Before we get to injury updates, I also got to get this up in here, man. Look, it's getting closer and closer to December. Temperatures are dropping outside, and i got to tell you about Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery-heated clothing. Heat on demand at the touch of a button. All of this clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to heated car seats. They can reach temperatures up to 135 degrees and are powered by rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion batteries that can last up to 12 hours on each charge. Action heat batteries can also be used to recharge your phone or any other gadget you're wearing with this. Perfect for any, look, uh, like I said, it's getting closer to December. Holiday season is right around the corner, man. So all those gifts, you're looking at the, the presents for Christmas coming up. I mean, look, I know Thanksgiving's not even here, man, but we already hearing the Christmas music. So you got to be thinking about it. These are great presents for anybody who works outdoors skiers snowboarders or simply look man people that hate being cold because it's real thing action heat clothing provides toasty warm comfort for you and your whole body they have heated jackets socks gloves hats and even look undergarments they have a heated base layer shirt that is super comfortable and even long johns so we have a special deal for all of our listeners today save 20% off your entire order, just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's ActionHeat.com slash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on at checkout and save 20% on your order. Stay toasty and warm while you enjoy all of your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat. All right, Ethan. Gotta get it up in here, man. The walking wounded, your first injury update of the week, man what is up, man? There is all kinds of news with all of these quarterback injuries. I mean, the man of the hour, I hate to talk about it because it was a gruesome injury. Alex Smith, what's up with him?
0: Yeah, so he's obviously the big one from the weekend, but Man, it just seems like we've seen some brutal injuries the last few weeks. You know, Smith, he gets sacked. His ankle gets rolled up underneath him. It's pretty brutal. I wouldn't, I don't recommend anyone go to watch it if you have a weak stomach. This is clearly a fracture, tibia and fibula, the two bones that make up the shin. I mean, his ankle is facing a direction you don't ever want to see your ankle facing. I mean, he's going to be out for this year. He did have emergency surgery, which is never a good sign. I do think he can return next season, but I mean, you just have to wonder with an injury like this, how it affects someone both mentally and physically Cole McCoy appears to be the starter moving forward, but at this point you're kind of out on this offense. I mean, it wasn't a good offense to start, and obviously this is a tough break for Smith, who you can say all you want about fantasy and all of that, but I mean, Alex Smith has been a consistent quarterback his entire career, and to, to see something like this happen to him, you just got to feel for the guy.
1: Absolutely, man. So we saw Marcus Mariota He crushed a lot of fantasy hearts and and probably lost a lot of people weeks, man. What's up with his injury status?
0: Yeah, so he's finally getting this thing turned around, and then he goes down with an elbow injury. He didn't return to the game. It is worth noting that this is the same elbow that Mariota injured earlier this season, which impacted his ability to grip the football. Uh, His head coach, Mike Vrabel, came out and did say that Mariota wanted to get back into this game, but the game was so out of hand that they just decided to keep Mariota out. I think it's unlikely that Mariota misses some time, but it's still kind of worth watching as we go into the week.
1: Yeah, man. Look, uh, we we saw more star players get banged up in this one. Jimmy Graham is out with a broken thumb, I believe, and then O.J. Howard pops up with an ankle injury. What's going on with these guys?
0: so jimmy graham actually went down with a fractured thumb in last thursday's game depending on the severity of the fracture we could be looking at anywhere from two to six weeks i'd say three to four weeks is probably the most likely outcome lance kendricks and the rookie robert tonyan they'll, they'll be in line for some increased workloads but we know that green bay doesn't use the tight end often so i doubt that either one is really worth picking up in fantasy as for oj howard he left sunday's game with a high ankle sprain typically you're looking at about two to four weeks recovery but you know as Every single one of these things is different. Camera should have some streaming appeal with his main squeeze. Jameis Winston finally back into the starters chair and he seems to love camera
1: So you're not putting any kind of stock in the fact because I've heard of like rumblings about Jimmy Graham is going to try to play through this broken thumb, which sounds astronomically insane to me. Are you putting any stock in that?
0: I think that it is. I mean, it's not, I'm not going to say that it's impossible to play with a broken thumb, but if you're talking about catching a football, you need your thumb. And that's what we care about in fantasy. So yeah, he may come out and they may try to run some just basic blocking schemes. I, I just don't I don't see why. I don't see why you would even put him out there if he can't catch the football. I mean, it just seems like that's his best skills. At that point, you're you're really pushing it in terms of tight end getting tight end production out of him.
1: Absolutely, man. So uh moving on to Carry on Johnson. He went down with a knee injury. What's the update on him?
0: So this injury looked a lot worse than it ended up being. I did initially kind of a fear an ACL tear with this, but he managed to avoid that, which was the original concern, but he is still dealing with a sprain. You have to be a little bit worried about further injury if the team decides to bring him back too early, but I doubt that we see that. I'd say he misses at least two weeks with this. We're looking at Theo Riddick to kind of continue to see more work in the pass game and as a runner.
1: Moving over to AJ Green, what's the update on his toe?
0: Early reports are that Green is back on track to return this week after dealing with the toe injury. And honestly, this injury has been kind of a roller coaster. So I'm kind I'm glad that uh, this isn't something that's continued to get worse, which was kind of what I was fearing would happen. You know, I'm not sure exactly how effective green is going to be this week but if you have aj green you're probably going to have to start him just from where you took him in the draft and where we're at in the fantasy season i mean you're not going to sit aj green at this point
1: no i absolutely agree man all right ethan it's time for a waiver wire who's your first pickup of the week
0: Yeah, so my first guy here is actually DJ Moore. He's only owned in 32% of ESPN leagues, 39% of Yahoo leagues. And just look at the week he's coming off of, man. Seven catches, 157 yards and a touchdown. Good for wide receiver five on the week before heading into tonight's crazy game. He is a yards after the catch monster. He's risen up this Carolina depth chart, currently in the top three on the team in wide receivers and tight ends and targets receptions and receiving yards since week five Morgan seattle this week which has given up over 300 yards through the air in each of its last two weeks and then take a look at this schedule tampa bay cleveland new orleans twice and atlanta to finish the season that's five straight games against teams in the bottom six in the league in passing yards allowed per game give me all the dj more
1: I absolutely agree, man. I think that if if the Panthers really commit to him, he could explode down the stretch. First guy I got to get up in here was the surprise guy for the week. Gus Edwards, only rostered in 3% of Yahoo leagues. And, dude, that, that, that's got to be a – <laughs> that's the high-water mark. There's no way in hell before this week. I mean, that has to be like – Leagues that have no waiver system, just free pickups, because there's no way in hell he was up to 3% of redraft before this week. He outsnapped Alex Collins 49 to 17. And in a game where the Ravens went run heavy with Lamar Jackson you gotta like it man I mean he put up the numbers went above 100 yards rushing and the upcoming schedule if he takes over this backfield because I've not been impressed with Alex Collins this entire season I worried about him coming into the year much less now I think the Ravens are looking for production and Alex Collins has not been doing it whether he's just not doing it on the field or putting the ball on the ground like we've seen in some weeks if Gus Edwards. Is a guy that, I mean, you know, everybody's been loving some Josh Adams. Gus Edwards could be the Ravens' version of that in the sense of a guy who is going to slowly pull away with the starter's chair. I like it, man. you got to love his schedule going down the stretch. Everybody knows about it from Alex Collins' standpoint. Oakland, Atlanta, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, and they finish it up with the Chargers. Those first four matchups are top matchups four fantasy running backs you have to love it man who's your next guy here ethan
0: my second guy here this week it's not a sexy name but with jimmy it is it is (laughs) but with jimmy graham going down you know the rest of the tight end class being the state of what it is right now johnny smith he needs to be rostered dude he was the tight end six before tonight's game which obviously is probably at what like tight end 10 now after five tight ends went off But he has scored twice in his last three weeks. He saw eight targets on Sunday, converted them for six receptions and 44 yards. And this week, man, he gets the Houston defense that just gave up seven receptions, 71 yards and a touchdown to Jordan Reed. The matchup, the circumstances regarding the position as a whole, everything right now is pointing towards the listeners benefiting from picking up Johnny Smith this week.
1: I like it, man. So my last major ad of the week, I hate even bringing this up because I feel like we talk about it constantly. And Willie, (laughs) he encapsulated it perfectly. The only quarterback position where you feel like you have to have a handcuff, man. Shout out to Willie on that call. Jameis Winston is only owned in 9% of leagues. And look, you gotta be picking him up. I, I, I hate to even recommend it because... In two two more weeks, we could be talking about Fitzpatrick back under center. But considering the volume, the production for this position for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I know Peyton Barber had a good game in this last week going above 100 yards. But outside of that, dude, they have been a team that has to throw the ball. They have not been able to run the ball in every other single week. And if you look at the rest of the season, break it down week by week. Fitzpatrick in week one, was the QB1. Then he moved over to QB6, QB4. Week four was just a crap fest. But after that, on week six, Jameis Winston was the QB1, QB4, and both of them combined in week eight to be the QB2. QB6, Fitzpatrick, and just the production is there. That's what I'm trying to get at. They can't run the ball consistently. They have to throw it. Their defense is god-awful. And Jameis Winston now sets up to take on the 49ers and the Panthers, who are both top 10 options for fantasy quarterbacks. So if you're desperate, if you're a Fitzpatrick owner, especially pick up Jameis Winston. Some other names to consider here, Jeff Heuerman, tight end for the Broncos. Heuerman has a beautiful schedule coming up down the stretch. I absolutely love him to get targets in this offense because we have not seen Cortland Sutton emerge yet in this offense. So, look, Case Keenum has got to go somewhere at the ball, and Hewerman has some great matchups, like I was saying. Another name i got to get in here, and it's been a, a guy that if you follow me on Twitter, I have posted him up religiously, and that's Trey Quinn. Love the prospect, love the player. I've talked about him all over the place, Mr. Irrelevant. Well, he is not going to be Mr. Irrelevant for long. This guy coming off the IR, his first game back, ran the third most routes for the Redskins, behind only Josh Dodson and Jordan Reed. He, he secured all of his targets for 49 yards. Will be working out of the slot for Colt McCoy, now under center, who we know has arm strength limitations. I think he could get peppered in targets. Now takes on the Cowboys this week. We're going to apply the pressure, so look for Colt McCoy to look for him early and often. There's not much else to say about this next player that I'm going to suggest. Traquan Smith blew up last week. In this offense for the Saints, I know they talked about him having been practice with a foot injury. There's not much to say about Traquan. Explosive offense, number two wide receiver, playing all the snaps, could be a league winner for you down the stretch, as well as Lamar Jackson. Same thing, man. If he takes over and he is the starting quarterback for the rest of the season, his rushing ability alone, on top of the fact of what he can do as a passer, can be the thing that brings you home to a title in fantasy leagues. All right, Ethan, that's it, dude, for 24-7. That is a wrap for this week. You can find me on Twitter at FFB. You can find the main page on Twitter at FFB underscore 247. Go check out Ethan on Twitter at E Turner FF underscore PT for 24-7. We're out.